This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day today. Uh, The talk today is called How to Stop Worrying. And worrying has become an absolute epidemic, in my opinion. I think we all sort of walk through life with a certain sense or a background noise of worry or concern uh, in a lot of cases. And today's talk is going to be about what worry is and how we can sort of drop that and let it go a little bit and or hopefully a lot. Before I get started with that, I want to mention my website, backtobreath.com. Please go check it out. Uh, I welcome any comments. A lot of people have been emailing me lately. There's a contact me section on the right-hand side. Use it. Uh, definitely email in, and I'll get back to you as quickly as I can. Um, if you have uh, any desire, there's a Frapper map, which I like, which is uh, on the right-hand side under Show Me Where You Are. That's kind of cool. I enjoy when people sign up for that. So uh, how to stop worrying. That's the talk for today. What is worry? Worry defined means to feel uneasy or concerned about something, to be troubled or to cause to feel anxious or distressed. Man, that sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? Um, what it, what it really is, what worry is, is it's an unrational habit that we have about imagining a future uh, that's going to come and be some problem for us, and we sort of take an alerted stance and. The idea is that we're going to somehow prepare ourselves in this moment for some future moment that hasn't happened yet, and that because of our concern and attention in this moment, we're going to be better prepared for this future event that's going to show up. And to a certain extent, in the beginning of that, some of it makes sense, right? We do have to prepare. We have to have food in the winter, and shelter seems to help for some things. And so in the beginning of the birth of worrying for humans uh, probably made some sense. You know, somebody, I I used this many, many, many podcasts ago as probably the worst example ever, but somebody bumped into a tree and it hurt, and we tried to talk to people about that, like, hey, you want to watch out for that tree because it really hurts when you bump into it. And that's fine. That's good information if people don't bump into trees and then don't hurt themselves. But if we start to get into a panic about bumping into trees, or to drop that example, if we start to get into a panic about being mugged or a panic about even less important things like stuff that's due at work or uh, whatever, we tend to get into this spin of not only busy mind but just like panic and anxiety uh, or just subtle. They don't have to be you know, full-blown panic but subtle feelings of panic and worry and distress. And a lot of us wake up with that feeling every day and – there's a really good way that we can put that down and we can realize what it is. So today's talk is primarily about exposing worry for what it is, exposing it for uh, only slightly useful uh, thing that it is, if, if useful at all anymore. We really can perform in this world without worrying about stuff. Uh, so-called problems, and I'm using quotes around that, come up and we don't have to be worried about them. We can just perform and go through them and treat them as the next thing. We need to do something else, but we don't need to get into a state of panic about it. And so um, today's talk is going to be one, a little bit more babble about 
defining worry and exposing it for what it is, which is, you know, pretty much useless. And then we're going to talk about how to actually notice when we're doing it and how to drop that um, that sense of worry and come back, you know, as usual, back to the moment and back to our breath and things like that. So um, that's what we're going to go over today. So worry has become an epidemic, and we seem to almost always have a background sense of worry. We move in and out of it, and it gets worse and better and all that stuff. But there's a lot of people are walking around with crinkled up foreheads and a big sense of concern uh, to the next place they're going, and they're worried about how they're going to behave, and they're rehearsing conversations that they're going to have in their head, and they're not at all sitting in this moment, and they're not at all sitting in any kind of peaceful state. Um, we need to learn what worry is. It's an unrational habit of imagining a future that often doesn't even come. That's really the big point is that we, 99% of the time, if not 100% of the time, we worry about a future that doesn't come. It never comes in the way that we think it's going to. Um, life is way too uh, diverse and challenging and beautiful and interesting and weird to ever come in a way that we've really predicted closely. We can't nail the weather. We can't nail... Uh, how we think our boss is going to react or, or whatever. Um, and so, in short, you ruin this moment when you tend to worry about a future moment. And if we see that as an unrealistic habit, if we see that as a rule that, number one, worry doesn't help the situation, we don't perform better when we're worried. Um, we don't perform better. We make more mistakes. We act irrationally. We, um, you know, do this. If we're worried about something, that's not helping the situation. And also the worry itself is generally irrational. So it's very, very illogical that we do this. And just as an aside, um, and not to throw any stones, but there's a reason that bad news sells. Um, I, I heard a story once that if you look at a newspaper and it says it's going to be sunny out, you don't need to buy that paper. But if it says run for your life, you know, the sky is falling, you want to know about that because worry is a very big thing that propels us and we tend to act on it. And so because of our behavior that way, what it, what are news outlets going to sell? Of course, they're going to sell bad news. And so the news in the mass media in general doesn't seem to help this. You know, we go to bed with bad news of who got murdered, who got kidnapped. We have, you know, Dateline stories anymore, which are like mini movies of terror and someone was abducted and someone was murdered and all that stuff. And that adds to this underlying sense of worry about the world and about the state of what's going on. And a lot of that's really unnecessary. So I don't want to slam the news and the media uh, too much, but, you know, pay attention to that because a lot of that stuff's pretty scary, right? Um, so anyway, let's say that in this talk, we see that worry is useless. Let's, I don't know that I've done that yet for you, but let's just say that we can logically see that it's not effective, that most of the time it doesn't come, that there's really no sense in that, and then we just don't enjoy it. I'd rather not worry. So let's, let's put it down. If we learn that right now, why would we ever, ever, ever let it affect us again? We do. You can learn this and then forget it that quickly. For some reason, the next time that we're deep within a situation, we tend to lose perspective. And we think that that situation is the most important situation ever. You know, if I don't get this work done, if I don't get these things on my desk filed by tomorrow, my boss will be upset. And we get to worry about that. That's not a tsunami that's coming. That's not an earthquake. That's not even, you know, my marriage is in trouble or anything like that. This is just 
if I don't get this fire, you know, filed tonight, uh, Bob, my manager, is going to lose his mind. And we get all caught up in that. We get caught up in not being perfect, and we get caught up in in little upset. Again, often our fears aren't even true, but let's let's say they are. Let's say that Bob, the manager, is going to lose his mind. Does it really matter that your boss would be that upset with you? We worry much more than the actual effect of of the fear uh, is, and we carry that in a way that's just really unhealthy. Um, and again, does your worrying about it help the situation? Do you move faster? Do you move more efficiently? I'll bet you work better and faster and more accurately when you're calm. Worry tends to lead to mistakes. So it's a very illogical place that we find ourselves. One, we've created a small situation, again, not a tsunami, that we're worried about. It's just this one little thing in life. And we've already seen before that worry really doesn't help us, that it's kind of useless. And we've allowed ourselves to get caught up in that situation. Not filing these is the biggest deal in the world. And then to deal with it, we've chosen a less effective state of mind to deal with it. And, you know, that's the bad habit. That's the huge error for humans uh, that we're doing. So um, examples of worry, you know, safety, staying away from strangers, humiliation, which is like work projects and being bad at something that we have to do, et cetera. When they actually happen, the event itself is often not even that big a deal. Yet we act like it's this huge thing um, because we're worried about some imaginary future coming. And we really need to learn that we do that and that we can put it down. And that'll be the next part of the talk is really how to put it down. How do we notice that we're doing this? So if worry seems to sneak up on us and catch us, how do we put it down? The first step absolutely is becoming aware that we are worried. Normally we're caught in the situation. We need to find a way to actually wake up. And the alarm is our own discomfort. As soon as we see that we are uncomfortable, we can decide to find out where our attention is, what's upsetting us, and we can decide to drop that future idea, the fear of the future, the worry. It's always about the future. It's never about this moment. And since it's never about this moment, that's where we bring our attention. We bring it back to what's going on in this moment. We focus on our breath going in and out of our body. And we regroup and we recenter. And it's absolutely that simple. And we can stop the spin. We can stop the worry just by doing that. It will work the first time. And then worry will come again. And it'll work the second time. And then worry will come again. And then we may choose not to do it for a while. We'll forget about this moment. And we'll stay in worry for a little bit until it gets annoying. And then we'll start coming back again. And more and more and more, and that's the practice. And as we practice that, worry becomes a smaller thing. It actually becomes something we can laugh at a little bit. It becomes very funny when we catch ourselves worried about stuff because we start to see that it's really irrational and that it's really very silly. And we'll start to see other people's worries. And we can even laugh at that a little bit. You know, hopefully we're compassionate toward it and we understand that somebody's caught, somebody's in an attached state of being, that they're attached to an idea about the future and that they don't know how to put it down yet. But really the answer is bringing your attention back to this moment. That's pretty much always the answer. And we learn to bring our attention back to the breath just as an anchor, you know, back to a song that might be on, back to whatever. 
and we take ourselves a little less seriously and we open into a bigger mind of the world and maybe not just the files on our desk but holding on to joy and understanding that that's the most important thing for us. I decided a long time ago that joy and happiness and my own self-worth was absolutely the most important thing in the world to me. And anything else that comes up, like filing some papers or uh, other little stupid things that for some insane reason might seem bigger than my own joy, uh, quickly gets corrected. And there doesn't need to be much correction anymore because it's quite clear to me what's the most important there. So I invite you to make that same decision, and I invite you to expose worry for what it is, uh, expose its uselessness, and um, begin the practice of, of sort of dropping it because it's just that easy. You can just drop it. Uh, this is Rob Scott. Check out backtobreath.com. Uh, go, get involved. Let's talk about this stuff. It's, it's really important. Thank you so much for listening. This is my 20th show. I'm very happy about that, and I'm having a great time doing this. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, let me know. Be kind to yourself and everybody else, and have a great day. Can you hear me now?